Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Until you ask it correctly. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here with my bro, my buddy, my comrade, amigo, What's friends. Up, hey, hey, hey! It's been a while. It has been a while. I mean, it hasn't been, been a while minute. for our listeners. It's been a while for you and me. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. This was a long. This was a long stint in between recording. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? I'm I'm feeling fine. Dude, I mean, you look fresh. That haircut. Every, well, the thing is, the Josh, beard. every time you have to go on a military installation, you have to try and show up all those service members. I'm just saying, well, you have okay. to. I mean, is that hard? Is that hard? I mean, not really, because they're wearing the same <laughs> we're, we're uniform all the yeah. time. But I mean, <laughs> hey... You just gotta show I up. I mean, here's the thing though. Like, like you're starting to you're starting to set the bar. Like every time, like this is the second time we've recorded, and you're all like in a man. You got a collared shirt. You got a you got a necktie. You got your you got your sweater vest. Like you like you keep raising the bar, man. Like like next time we record, raising the bar. If, if you show up, if you show up and like. Anything other than what you're wearing, I'm gonna be like, oh, what? You're not taking this seriously anymore. Three piece suit and a and a and a, and a pocket watch yeah, or something po- like that. Yes, yeah. You need to keep look like some guy from Peaky Blinders. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Peaky no, Blinders. No, it's not, Peaky Blinders. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not going there. Not going to oh, do it, bro. Oh, dude, dude. It seems like okay. Every time we get together. Like catastrophe more happens. has <laughs> happened more has happened <laughs> pun more, more has happened yeah oh dude oh i didn't even <laughs> i wasn't even trying it just that you the, you were the you were trying right, to weasel your way the jokes write themselves that. the jokes write themselves um so apparently um beth moore has finally decided yeah. to like did this just drop today like twitter's twitter's going Sh- crazy she she chucked deuce to the to the SBC. She said SBC you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, I mean, like, why is this news? Yeah, <laughs> like, we like, all. Like, know, I mean, she's. It was like the. It was like. It's like that. 
it's like an asteroid movie. You know it's gonna hit. You don't know when it's gonna happen, but you know it's gonna hit. It's like once yeah. the movie, it's like close to the end. You it's, know? Like, it's like you know what's it, you know what it's like. It's like watching the Left Behind movies, knowing the rapture is gonna happen in them. Shocker! It's, it's like, like we're waiting. Shocker. We're waiting for the rapture to yeah, happen. Pretty much. Kirk Cameron's running around doing his thing, uh, and uh, it finally it finally happened. So she's she left. She left. Yeah. You know. You know. And this this kind of. You know why this sucks is because for the longest time, Beth Moore was the litmus test of what kind of a Southern Baptist you were. <laughs> and, and we've lost it. We've lost well, it. Like, no, no, like, no, 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 like, no, no. If you're the SBC, I know what camp you are in, in terms of the two halves of SBC based on your opinion of Beth Moore. And I've lost it now. Well, now basically you have another Moore. You have Russell Ooh, Moore. Russell Moore. Oh, that's so right. So that's, that's the right new now. litmus test. Okay. That's, I that's feel like that's fair. That's the new litmus test. But even Russell Moore, I would say, is more conservative than Beth. Because I think Russell Moore still holds to complementarian yeah, interpretation sure. of scripture. Sure. So, I mean, yeah. So, But anyway, yeah. So, so the big question, where's she going to go? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I know, right? It's like that ESPN. I mean, let's be honest. The decision. I know. She's taking her talents to South Beach like LeBron, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um, no, she's probably most likely. I mean, you got to cut. I mean, dude, you know who you know, which denomination was trying to shop her big time. Them Anglicans. Oh, them, she, them, them Anglicans were trying to get her so bad. Southern to be an Anglican. I know. I mean, there's no way. Well, back in the day, there was a lot of Anglicans in like the South. Oh yeah, were there? In like Virginia and Georgia and okay. the Carolina. So I'm really glad that like we didn't get like it was radio like the last I think it was last step or maybe the ep before that where we were really really doing a bad job at explaining what Anglicans were. The Anglicans. <laughs> yeah, the, we didn't get any pushback on that. So either we were really close, we got no or we Anglican were so listeners. far, <laughs> so far, zero off. Anglican listeners. So, we were so far off, dude. Um, I, so I mean, you got you got the Anglicans trying to shop her around, but I mean, I bet you she's just gonna like go off and do her own thing or start her own something, whatever that kind of neo-baptist what if she starts her like. own thing i don't think she's gonna start her own denomination i think she's gonna start her own like some sort of group or something like that maybe uh, but okay okay i don't know all right that's just my thought well <sighs> usually most people they break away i've seen this time and time again where most people break away from the sbc and they'll start their own thing with a couple other people that broke away as well too so that's my thought she's right. probably gonna align with a couple different people and then they're going to start doing collaborating. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, dude, before we get into our topic today, um, which is somewhat fitting of talking about public public Christian figures, um, we've got a couple patrons that have oh, joined yeah. the ranks. Um, so, well, well, we've got we've got one patron. We've got another patron that has wished to remain anonymous. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. It's, it was this? this individual's. It was this individual's. It's not Stephen wish. Furtick, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the SBC. <laughs> no, no. Stephen Furtick, as far as I know, <laughs> does not support or listen to the reformatory. But uh, I figure he'd like it. But uh, I want to give the shout outs 
the names must be hallowed. 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 Through the halls of this podcast. Yes, hallowed. We are the first one we've got here, Mr. Heath Brady. Ooh, Mr. I've heard of I've heard of Mr. Heath before. He's a good guy. Rumblings. Fan of the podcast. uh, uh, friend of of us. Good man, good guy. Um, he is an excellent, excellent uh, listener. Meaning that he actually like engages, yeah, and he uh, he he enjoys what we do. Um, he's got his own thing, which I want to give Heath a plug mm-hmm. because Heath does some cool stuff. Sunday nights at seven, it's called Real Talk with Heath Brady. He does like a streaming uh, thing on Facebook, I think Twitch as yeah, well. I'm pretty sure Twitch, Twitch also. Um, oh, but he just converted into a podcast. I I told or uh-huh. I, I was told. So Real Talk with Heath Brady Sunday nights at seven. But Heath Brady, we thank you. Our friend, friend of the podcast, for joining us in this battle, in this long war of keeping the uh, keeping the gates of the long, cages closed. Long war, <laughs> the, lo- the long makes dark it sound war. like a culture war. Do long, not go all Dougie war. Fresh on me right now. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So Heath Brady, we thank you so much. Uh, we have a a uh, not not a patron, but a one time gift giver if you will that i want to shout out uh his name is uh, he's actually in a couple groups that we're in richard i i i think i'm gonna be saying this last name right i think it's zebra spelled with a c C c-e-b-r-a zebra it's got a little asterisk over the c Hmm. So, so that means it's pronounced like an s right it's not it's not cabra I don't think Zebra. it's Cabra. I no. think it's Richard Zebra. Okay. Uh, and he actually... We'll roll with that. Uh, he actually was one that kind of... He's been a long-time listener, really good guy, supporter of the podcast. Thank you for your support. And he actually kind of suggested what we're going to be talking about today. So thank you, Richard. Thank you, Heath. And thank you to our anonymous... Uh, our anonymous... The QAnon? The, the Q- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You had to go there. You had to go there. Thank you for our anonymous uh, patron. You know who you are. Very special to us. We thank you very much. So, Jack. Oh, yeah. Um, we're about to step in the mud oh, right now. We're about to step in the mud. We're about to step in the mud. Um, so, since our last recording, yeah. um, we have seen a very public figure... A very public, uh, quote unquote, I put quotes over this word, yeah. Christian figure, yeah. uh, take quite the fall. Post, post-mortem. Oh, yeah. Post-mortem. Yeah. Yes, we are talking about Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. Um, and rather than just talk about the whole Ravi thing, which is, I think, what everyone is doing. I think everybody doing, and their mothers covered the Ravi uh, thing. Yes. I don't if think we need to do that. You know, If you're at all part of the evangelical community whatsoever, you know the drama revolving around Ravi yeah. Zacharias. What which I, which today I think somebody just mentioned that they're actually going to dismantle RZIM, and they're only going to go for like grants or something. I can't remember. They're going to become oh, an wow. organization that's specifically trying to figure out the whole grants thing for maybe other organizations coming up in their place. So they're not gonna even going to exist anymore. And yeah. they said the layoffs are coming. So yeah, no, I figured. I figured they. I figured his ministries weren't long for this world, right? Um, yeah. But what I think we should talk about, because it does and has and continues to affect the local church, is I think an important thing to talk about is how should we respond as uh, members of the local church? How should we respond when leaders fall? When 
Mm. Whether whether they're public or not. Yeah. Now, obviously, the ones that are the most public, like Ravi or uh, James McDonald, Mark yeah. Driscoll. Yeah. Uh, that, that guy, the weird last name starts with a T that I can never pronounce. Tuviage or Tuliage something like that. Chivulian or something like that. Something like that. Yes. Weird Slavic names. Yes, that's right. That's right. Obviously, those are the most... okay, be Slavic. Yeah, that's right. He can say it. Obviously, those are the most prominent, and those are the ones that people think of, and it's quite the black eye to Christianity when those happen. But I think it's an important discussion to have is how should we respond? How should the local church respond when these types of figures uh, have the falls that they do. Yeah. Um, and let's even bring it into home. How about when our local church pastors or elders yeah. fall and have, uh, I'll say, I'll say disqualifying sins. Yeah. Um, I think this is an important discussion that we need to have because sadly we're seeing it more and more and more yeah. uh, in these times that that we're living in, right? So it, it really does kind of break my heart in that um, I hate to see it when it happens. You never want to see somebody fall. Yeah. Uh, you never want to see a Ravi Zacharias because it's just, it's hor- like there's nothing good about it. It's horrible all around. Yeah. Um, I don't know how. Uh, I'll tell. How, how should I, we start this discussion? <laughs> um, well, I'll say, since I have most proximity to the Mars Hill kind of thing, I will say that that incident and that whole—I wouldn't say an, an, it's an isolated incident. I would say it was a buildup of things and a pattern that Mark. Um, displayed for everybody over the years, it just blew up, especially during that year in particularly. Right, and right. which is, yeah, which is an important thing to start with. Is that sure. is that when you see these people fall, like when you see these big events, it's important to remember that that's just the snowball that's not crashing in a, at the yeah, bottom of the hill. That's not in a vacuum. That's. No. There has been, I mean, with the Ravi thing, those were incidents over and over again, and you saw Christian Missionary Alliance actually sweep one of those allegations under the rug. Yeah. That wasn't good. Um, And so I think that most likely people come to a head with stuff, and then they blow it up, and then it gets blown up and stuff like that. And so for the Mark Driscoll thing, I mean, listen, the man, he cultivated a church culture that was pretty much Theo bros. <laughs> Theo bros which, anonymous, which is, which is the craziest <laughs> hashtag. Hold on. Now. But, but, uh, Theo bro. But, but on top like, of it, can we explain what that is? Like, um, what the heck is a Theo bro? Like I, um, I'm seeing it all over Twitter and I don't know what that is. A, d- a dude who dresses up in affliction and, oh uh, Ed Hardy, um, clothing is it who tries to be, the, who's a, who's a quote unquote Calvinist. So, okay. So it's just, Who's, who's who, in the cage big time. Okay, so it's people who have or 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 <laughs> adhere to reform theology that are just it, 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 like is it just a new term for cage stagers? I think it's like I think it's a term for people who are trying to be like the discernment bloggers. 
oh, but they, they want to look the big, cool oh. doing it, or they want to be masculine. I got to be masculine taking down this heretic. Oh, interesting. I want to be cool, okay. you know. So it, I don't it, know. It sounds like it's just. It sounds like it's just the Cage Stage 2.0. Yeah. Cage Stage rebranded. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I mean, yeah, for for Mark. And what he was trying to push with the church culture and everything, it was basically like, I'm trying to come into Seattle and I am trying to make this place. I'm going to go to war with everything of this place versus trying to come into Seattle and basically being a light in darkness and trying as best as you can to toil within the city. I think Mark was specifically trying to, and it I had that effect. I mean, he was coming in there. He's like, you guys... Like he basically came then and there, and most guys that I know in the Pacific Northwest don't have a strong father figure most of the time. Or if they did have dads, their dads were there, but very like kind of a shell of a person there, you know? Yeah. And so what Mark was really doing is trying to be people's surrogate spiritual fathers and call them out and saying, You need to get your he was kind of like he was kind of a proto uh, Jordan Peterson almost mm, and sure, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to get your crap together if you're single you need to get married you need to get out of your mom's basement you need to do this 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 and this right right and that's, which which honestly it's not like like in and of itself it's not it's not bad advice sure you know but I mean it depends gotta, on you how gotta, you package it you, yeah and his packaging of it I don't think was helpful to a certain extent because that became a kind of Ten Commandments in and of itself versus um, versus I'm trying to preach the gospel to people. I want to see men's lives changed. This is how I'm going to do it through discipleship versus trying to build this culture of performance-based stuff, um, which you had a lot of grace. We talked a lot about grace in Mars Hill, but we did not show it through our culture. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, that uh, that was a big thing. I think that, honestly, this is me. I don't know how everybody else has done this within Marcel. I do not listen to Mark Driscoll at all. I do not take his opinion seriously anymore. I do not take his position seriously anymore because he has shown himself, at least to me, to be a man who cares more about his brand and about saving his reputation than a person who cares about the church. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm sticking to that, but I don't read any of his material. And so when it came to Ravi, it's like, well, I only had two books on the shelf from his and they're off the shelf right now in the trash. So, I mean, well, and that's, you know, that's that's just, that's a response that I have. Sure. 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 Yeah. And, and, and that is definitely part of the debate. Oh, and if our listeners are wondering, Jack and I are in a public space right now, so so, yes. so if you hear stuff in the background, don't trying to have some flavor you're to not, this podcast not, right now. You're, you're not going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we are amongst other people, um, but uh, yeah, and you know that is part of the debate, especially for kind of the more public guys. Is you know what do we do with all their work? You know because I mean I'll admit like like I used to listen to a lot of James McDonald, like he was really sure. he was really helpful. Like I yeah. really I learned a lot from McDonald. I would listen to him going home from work every night on uh, uh, Moody Radio. Yeah. It's crazy because I just saw a video of Driscoll. I think he was up there on stage with like Piper and J.D. Greer. And I I can't remember who else, but he was talking about what do you do about like 
a dying church or something like that gave a really good answer. Oh yeah, I saw that. And I I'm saw just that. like, dude, his shirt looked absolutely ridiculous <laughs> too. It that's looked all like you saw. <laughs> somebody took like a Vietnam working shirt in the army that's olive drab and just stuck a bunch of patches on it, dude. It looked absolutely <laughs> coconuts. Well, I mean, um, he probably stuck the patches yeah, on it. Let's be honest. It was his wife. That it, probably was, it, it was his wife. It was his Here's wife. your scout badges, yeah, honey. Sweetie, it's just like it's just like it's just like you promised. His, the, his Theo bro badges. <laughs> Theo bro. Hashtag Theo bro. I denounced um, a heretic online. Give me a patch, babe. <laughs> so I think I think the start that we need to kind of, I think where we need to begin, uh, whether these people are public figures or whether it's your pastors in your own church, is we need to have a correct view, a biblical view of who they are as a person. Yeah. I think we do a very bad job, especially with the church here in America, uh, with celebrity culture. Like yeah. we're just, we're just surrounded by it. Hollywood yeah. and you know, well, everybody, uh, everybody wants fame. Everybody wants attention. Exactly. It's a very, you, we live and are kind of beings within this narcissistic reality TV culture, which is hard. Cause then you try and put a pastor in that. Right. And if they aren't walking with other pastors and other people are not having accountability with them and there's transparency, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a, that's, that's a, uh, an appetite for destruction, so to oh, say. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like appetite, appetite for destruction. <laughs> I? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so we need to, we need to stop just, just as a general rule, we need to stop putting these individuals, whoever they are, on pedestals. Sure. We yeah. need to stop viewing them as kind of the end-all be-all of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. We need to stop putting them up so high so that the only way they have to go is down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I think we do a bad job with, at least currently right now in the church, is that we see these guys... Who, granted, have done a lot for the church. You know, yeah. you've got the Sproles and the MacArthur's, and you've got the the um, uh, Mark Devers and Pipers. You know, sure. like all like s- solid guys that have done that have done g- really good stuff for the church. Yeah, they're still men. Yeah, they're still sinners. Yeah, they're still fallen. They still yeah. have a depraved nature that they are warring with every single day, and we need to remember that yeah. when we engage with them and when we bring them, kind of, you know, for lack of a better example, kind of bring them into our lives. Um, we need to remember who they are. They aren't supermen. They yeah. aren't. They aren't somehow super Christians. They are. They struggle with the same things we do. Yeah, I think the. Uh, I think we also need to look at the fact that. They have built ministries that are very successful. That doesn't necessarily mean they're always going to chase success and want to chase celebrity. Maybe they're just trying to faithfully live out what God's called them to. And by God's grace, it's gone to the four winds and become very, um, very profitable and very resourceful for the church in order to do that. The thing that the the people who are in charge of those popular ministries need to do is have a check on them, have balances on there them. There has to be accountability. Yeah. Has if, to be. If you don't, and we've seen this obviously in Ravi, if you don't have accountability and you just bounce and go down to Thailand for like almost half a year without nobody checking on you, yep. a mile away from a red light district, 
yo, uh-uh, that is not good. That no. is not good. No. I'm just saying that right now. That is not good. Dude, I can't even go to Safeway without somebody checking on me. <laughs> In all honesty. and, and My neighbors like, work at Safeway, so they have to check on me. That's right. That's exactly right. So here's, here's the thing. Here's something that's important to remember. And I'm going to tie this in. We as humans, men and women created in the image of God, we were created to worship. We were created to worship God. We were created to bring God glory through worshiping him. Mm-hmm. Because of that fact, we are not wired in, 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 like in who we are. We are not wired as humans to handle fame and recognition well. Yeah. We're not. If you put somebody into that environment to where the roles are reversed and they have so much and so many people, I, I, I'm not going to use the term worshiping them, although I think for some people that's kind of the level that it gets to, but so many people <sighs> lauding them yeah. for how great they are and yeah. you know, all, you know, all, the, all those things. If you don't have the accountability set up and you don't have the fences mm-hmm. set up that you need to have up in your life, the fall is imminent. It's not a matter yeah. of if, it's a matter of when. Because nobody, and, and again, this, this is my opinion, but this is based on my background, what I have seen, what I've gone through, and years of observing this. We aren't wired to handle fame. Yeah, and when fame is given to us as Christians, oh, we're we gonna, don't do well. We're gonna take that and we're gonna blow it up, and we are gonna use it and abuse it and do everything that we can with it. It is the natural. It is our natural instinct. I mean, just I mean, let's be honest. Look at how a lot of people, um, a lot of people went into politics as believers, thinking that they could do something good for society and they end up being corrupted, being greedy, wanting certain things, getting backdoor deals done. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that probably a hundred years ago, probably over a hundred years ago, most evangelicals in America did not even vote. Sure. Did not even vote. And now we've like, that's like, Okay, you got to believe Jesus, be born again, and you got to vote. Like we've made that part of the gospel, you know, <laughs> in America, which is which, which again, voting's not bad. Yeah, voting's We're not just bad. Saying, like it has its place. Yeah, sure. And so, yeah, it's <laughs> we uh, have to caveat. <laughs> you forget who we're talking to. We- <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like Samuel Jackson in uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Did sorry. I stutter? Did I just shoot you? <laughs> This is a tasty burger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Exactly. Now I need a burger. Thanks a lot, well, Josh. You, can get you a had like here. three can... of them before you came hey, here, man. Hey, hey, hey. Dick's driving is where it's at, dude. It is. That, that is Those burgers. At. So on my hierarchy of hamburgers, I've got I've got um, in and out at number one. I've got Dick's. I'm not, not going to do in and out at number one. What? what? You don't think so? No. Okay. Okay. Well, 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 well so, so I've got in and out at number one. And it's only because, like, I only get it once, maybe every three years. Like whenever okay. I travel down south, sure. I got I got Dick's driving at number two. I got Five Guys at number three. Five Guys is definitely up there for me. I would say Dick's is up there too. I would say 
you have to go to like those like if you say McDonald's, I'm gonna throw my microphone at you. No, 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 no. Um, you got to go to like those mom and pop joints to find the good stuff, you know. And thankfully, Dick's is like a mom and pop joint. They have a couple. They have a few different locations. Their fries are bomb. Oh yeah, fantastic. Most most places don't put enough salt on their fries, and they don't cook their fries long enough. It always comes out not enough salt, and like all slimy and and not cooked. Yeah. Anyway, just, sorry, that was a <laughs> total rabbit hole on burgers and stuff Scorpion like that hate. and population demographic. You get me talking burgers. But, okay, so we're not good at handling people giving us a ton of money and saying, oh, just do this and be yeah, no, good and kind and go out and live, you live your best life now. It's like, no. <laughs> um, you better have two or three men around you saying, Hey, what's up with at that? At least. What you doing there? Why are you making these moves? Right. Why are you, why, hey, are you, why are you trying to support this certain things? I saw you post, you know, this and this on Twitter. Let's talk. Yeah. You know, like, like that. Or just like, even within the political realm, you know, there's some absolute lining of pockets going on when a politician votes a certain way. Oh yeah. And a lobby gets what they want. So for the Christian, protect yourself <laughs> protect your life before you wreck yourself <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. anyway i uh, yeah so that's going to be the the classic kind of um dangling of the apple out to us these days is fame money power you know and with that you can do a lot and that's really in our day and age now we're starting to see how absolutely damaging that is, not only to society, but to the local church. Well, notice, that's the exact thing that Satan tempted Jesus with. Power, prestige, influence. Yep, yep. If he would only bow down. Tell him, tell him, brother. Right? Mm -hmm. Look how Jesus responded. He says, no, no, no. Get thee behind me. Yeah. Man does not live on bread alone. Yeah. Right? So we need to understand that, look, here's the thing. If God in his sovereignty sees fit to give you a platform, so be it. Yeah. I'm not saying, and I don't think, we're not saying that, you know, the Sproles or the MacArthur's or the Pipers, that they are somehow in sin because they have all these followers on Twitter. It's not what we're saying. No. We're saying that we as the church need to understand that if God gives us that, Accountability is necessary. Yeah. We must have accountability. Yeah. Whether you have a presence and a platform or not, this yeah. isn't just something that's that's for famous people. Yeah. Right? So we as a church need to understand like how we need to be responding to these is, look, realize that these are men and women. They're fallen. Mm-hmm. Don't be putting them on the pedestal that you are. Second, you need to be praying for these people yeah. because the amount of pressure and the attacks that they are going to be under uh, under because of their platform are going to be so much greater. Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. My my, we were finishing up the Roman series at my local church, and my pastor said, "You know, I think this is a timely series that we went through this in this book, but I have gotten more condemnation." more judgment, more slander, more absolute like vicious comments that I've ever received from Christians ever before in my entire life because I'm trying to stand for the truth in a very difficult, challenging season and trying to maneuver it the best way that I can. So if you have a pastor, pray for them and love them and send them a freaking text message for crying out loud saying, hey, I love you and care for you, praying for you. 
that you are going to shepherd us well in any capacity they are doing so. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We need to be involved with our pastors and our elders. Yeah, we need to be involved in their lives. It doesn't mean that 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 we're going to be there. You know, what's the phrase? Um, accountability partners. Yeah, right. I mean, possibly, possibly. I mean, could end and, up and, that way. Know, and yeah, if that sometimes. happens, fantastic. Yeah, but we need to remember, like. There are no super Christians. Yeah. There's not. And we need to... And Paul said, if there are any super apostles, you better take them jokers down. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) Exactly right. So be praying for your leaders. And then I would say third and, and kind of finally, as a church, be content with the unglamorous... The obscurity. Be, the obscurity. Be, I know be, many pastors that are that are doing probably some of the greatest things that I've ever seen local churches do, and they're in obscurity. Yeah, and I think that those are those are the that is where the real ministry is done. As much as I am thankful for Papa Sproul, yeah, and Piper, and you know the the work that uh, you know all all these guys are doing. The real ministry and the real kingdom building yeah. is being done, not on Twitter where it's being seen, yeah. not somewhere where you know people are writing books or making video series. It's being done in the context of the local church, yeah. between the pastor and that hurting individual that's across their desk. I mean, if you think about it in a very mind-blowing way, the greatest story ever told was told in obscurity. The story of Jesus coming to us, Mm. the story of him saving us, the story of him living, dying on the cross for our sins in our place, him raising again from the dead, him ascending into heaven. All that was in obscurity. Oh, yeah. And what happened? God took that and by his grace and his mercy and by his spirit started to spread that. It was like a nuclear bomb, like a Holy Spirit nuclear bomb going off. Yep. And I mean... That's I think that's what we need to really do. Like Jesus ministered in obscurity. Why can't we just take that angle? <laughs> yeah. Why can't why so, we we need to be content with that. Because yeah. that's that's true ministry. Yeah. And that's that's where the real work is being done. The real kingdom driving gospel centered yeah. life changing work is done in the doors of the local church. Yep. You can be thankful for the books. And the, you know, the lecture series and all those things that have honestly shaped my theology very greatly. Mm-hmm. But the men and the women that have been the most impactful on my life yep. are the ones that nobody knows. Yep. The ones that, that, you know, they don't have any followers on Twitter or nope. Facebook. It's the ones that text me and say, hey, I know you're going through a rough time. Yeah. How's it going? Yep. Let's talk. Let's get coffee. Those are the people that that the Lord has used. Yeah. And that, I think, is when we see these figures fall, and as frustrating and as sad and as horrific as it is, and yeah. it is, I think what that should do is just strengthen our resolve as Christians to the centrality of the local church in our lives. Yeah. I think that should be ultimately where it drives us, that our strength does not come in, you know, the platforms that we have. It comes through God's people comes and that that's where the gospel shown in our lives. Yeah. So I think 
ultimately that should be our response is, wow, mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for my local church yeah, and the men and women that I'm in community with. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And it sucks because I know Ravi, like his, his like reach was uh-huh. massive. Yep. Massive. Yep. And so many lives were, cha- were changed and impacted by the news that came out after he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's super, super sad. And my, my prayer for those people is that they, they find healing in the context of the local church. Yeah. Um, cause that's ultimately the only place that true healing for anything is going to happen mm-hmm. is it has to be there. It has to be through the church. Yeah. So hopefully Beth Moore finds a good church. <laughs> That'd be, you know what? You know, that would be quite interesting. It really would. It really that would. would be pretty interesting to see her, uh, under like leadership of a, of a local church, but maybe she doesn't yeah. want to do anything for like a year or two. That would be interesting to me to it see would. that. And, and I mean, I would really like to see her because I mean, obviously we don't agree with her theology regarding, um, uh, egalitarianism, obviously. Sure. Uh, she's a very gifted communicator. Yeah. And I would love to see yeah. the Lord. I would love to see the Lord, uh, change her mind, bring it into more conformity with scripture mm-hmm. and like use her for some amazing stuff. Yeah. You know, like I really would like, I think that would be, that would be really, really good. So, um, as much as it's, as it's fun or easy, especially on social media to make fun of, Bre- make fun of Beth Moore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep her in her prayers. Yeah. Cause she's, she's got some weird ideas about some stuff and I mean, we, we, we pray for her and, uh, but who hasn't Josh? But who, who hasn't Jack? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, not us, not us, not us. We're just, I mean, we've got it all figured out. Right. All of I mean, there's not, I can't think of anything in my life that I don't have figured out to absolute perfection. <laughs> It's uh, a joke, people. It's yeah. a joke. It's a joke, all right? Yeah. All the Theo bros be like, see, I knew it. Exactly. Yeah. Told you. Yes, me too. Hashtag me too. Wait, oh, no, that's something else. Oh <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, we in trouble. Uh, well, anyway, folks, we, uh, we hope that was encouraging to you. Not a fun topic, but hopefully it just increases your desire to be part of your local church and to be gathering with your local church in person. Mm-hmm. On a weekly basis. Yeah. You got to get in there. The doors yeah. are open. Yeah. Get there. Yeah. Um, it's not as loud in here as I thought it was going to be, thankfully. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Hopefully hopefully it stays this way for the for the next steps. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Well, Jack, you want to get us out of here, man? All righty. Well, folks, if you've appreciated Josh and I's... Um, Vacil- uh, vacillation, so vacillation. I was going to say, vacillation it, wait, isn't that over something you rub on your butt, <laughs> like when something's. It is a burn? word meaning to speak at length about well, something. What am I thinking of? Vase- Vaseline. Vaseline. That's, <laughs> that's what oh I'm thinking gosh. of. Anyway, oh, if it. you've appreciated our ponderings, our vacillations, our pontifications. Over, yes. All the $10 words that we use in order to communicate to you how important your local church is and how you should be involved in your local church and love your pastors well. Uh, please drop us some love on the sociables, if you will. Mm. The Instagram. Oh, 
the the Bluebird site, the the Tweaker, Tweakers, uh, and the Facebook, if you will. That's right. And Josh, tell the lovely people about uh, the continued support they can give us through the Patreon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you appreciate all of the things that you hear with Jack and I, and you want to be part of this movement, this great movement, to simply increase the platform. And the status that Jack and I have. <laughs> Josh just threw out everything we just talked about. He just sh- he just copied that from three range. Kobe. And I bricked it. Um, you too can become a Patreon supporter and follow follow in the follow in the footsteps of Heath Brady, of Richard Sebra. Really hope I'm saying your name right. And our elusive anonymous Patreon supporter. And your name will be hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We thank you all so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next ep of The Reformatory. (laughs) 